Hey friends, it's Coley. It's truly wonderful having you here for a new episode of Still With You. Whether you have been listening for a long while or just jumping in, I am overjoyed you are joining us. I use the word us because the podcast is more than myself and a USB mic. Still With You at its core is a lovely community of friends who crave encouragement and genuine connection as we grow together in following Jesus. We are made to live in healthy relationship with one another. However, many of us from our own personal experiences understand relationships are easily dismantled by drama, competition, betrayal, and broken by unforgiveness. What began as a sincere connection over warm mugs of coffee led to vulnerability, maybe even years of making memories together, but it often ends in deep soul wounds and a knotted need for healing in our hearts. Friendship is complicated, and perhaps you've considered giving up and investing in relationships altogether. Well, today on the show, I'm speaking with a new friend who hears you. Her sneakers were scuffed for a season, walking in painful experiences involving friendships. Andy Andrew is the author of She Is Free and Fake or Follower and is the founding pastor with her husband, Paul, of the multi-site Liberty Church. In 2015, she launched She Is Free, a movement that exists to to equip and activate women to walk in freedom, spirit, soul, and body and see others set free in their sphere of influence. Currently, Andy's life is focused on raising her four kids in Brooklyn, writing, podcasting, building Liberty Church, and traveling to invest in churches and lives around the world. Her third book, Friendship, It's Complicated. Avoid the drama, create authentic connection, and fulfill your purpose together releases today by being a member of the team. I had the opportunity to read the entire book early. It is amazing. I am so excited to share a moment of meeting with Andy and speaking about the powerful message of the book. Through vulnerable personal stories laden with joy, heartache, mistakes, and lessons learned, Andy invites you on a journey of navigating the complications that can come in friendships with other women. With practical and biblical applications throughout, this book will empower you to do the work by first facing yourself and untangling the mess, then seeking reconciliation for genuine connection. Friendship, it's complicated, not only alters for the better our relationships with others, but our views and how we approach connecting with one another all together. I'm grateful for Andy's hard work and willingness to be a literal open book in sharing her journey of healing and friendship, beginning with her relationship with God. Andy is a leader I trust and I know you are going to love her. It is my honor to welcome to Still With You, author, speaker, pastor, and our friendship expert, Andy Andrew. I heard that you had a dentist appointment today and it's the second day of school. Yeah. And you're releasing a book. So I know that your <laughs> month is filled with many things. It's all happening right now, but it's okay. I'm happy. <laughs> it's just good to meet you. Thank you. I have been listening to a few conversations with your mom. You have the sixth season of Coffee with Andy, second season for it being a television show, which yeah. I love that transition. I thought that was so exciting. But also I learned that your name is not actually Andy. It's Andrea. It is. My full name is Andrea Andrew. <laughs> But that's because obviously I married a man with the last name Andrew. So I will still go through customs or people will look at my ID and be like, um, who did this to you? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is like my married name. I promise. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was that your idea that you wanted to be called Andy or was it a nickname or how did that come about? It was a nickname. Funnily enough, um, my mom and dad were on an airplane. I think she might've been pregnant with me and the flight attendant's name was Andy. My mom asked her, is that your full name? And she said, no, my full name's Andrea, but I go by Andy. And my mom said, well, I like that. And so that's why they named me that. So from the time I was little, they called me Andy as well. That's really cute. I like it. I think it fits you perfectly. Thank you. I know that you and I are like literally seconds into meeting each other. But from what I've learned from reading your work, you are someone who is not shy about talking about hard conversations. (laughs) And I admire that about you. Thank you. I want to talk about She is Free. Having had to cancel a conference that is so incredible two years in a row, what is that like to carry hope deferred for that length of time? I love this question because it has been really difficult. It's felt a little bit like a roller coaster, which I'm sure everybody that's listening has felt like the last couple of years. It felt like a roller coaster where there has been cycles of grief that we've all gone through. And I think for me, that's what's probably happened with She is Free, if I'm honest. I mean, I think it was 2018. That was the last time we gathered. It was so beautiful and packed out and God really moved. And I just love the, having the ability to lay hands on people and pray for them and see them delivered and healed mentally, physically, emotionally, and the testimonies and stories. And so then the following year, I mean, I was gutted, but at the same time I understood because the whole world was kind of in this, this weird pocket, this weird space. Yes, there was grief that came with it, but I felt like we were supposed to lay it down. And then we did the online summit. I mean, I feel like everyone was I'm like, I must look like a crazy person. We started this online summit and it just wasn't going in the right direction. So we laid that down as well. And I feel like I've had to humble myself so many times and not just push through and do something for the sake of doing something, but really listen to the Holy Spirit and take correction too, where maybe I was trying to force something. So this year... Yeah. I mean, we did have to shut down because of COVID-19 restrictions. And that was a decision that we made. And you better believe I got hit from both sides. People, you know, they're like, how could you not mandate everyone to be vaccinated? Or why would you close it down? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can't win in this environment at the moment. Which is why my heart hurts for you. And I was so excited because this was the year I was going to go, but that is okay. Stop. Honestly, one of our mutual friends, like Megan Mucci, she kind of like made that happen for me. Oh, Megan. But it's okay. I know that God has a plan for me to come to New York sometime. Oh, it is going to happen. Here's one thing, and this is a little side tangent, but the fact that like Mm -hmm. many of mutual friends that I have who have attended the conference, they are the most yeah. loving friends and giving. And so I want to say that even though this has been delayed, the outpouring that you've shared since 2015, when it started, man, your girls are warriors. Like they're incredible. Oh, so that actually means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I think this time around, um, I wanted to crawl in a corner and die with some of the DMs and messages that I got, but you know, that's just life, isn't it? And ultimately Irene and I, who are now leading, she is free together, got to a place where we went, you know what? the environment where we we thought we were going to be having an open New York where we would be able to worship mask-free, lay hands on people. And that just started to shift again, which we don't own a church building. So therefore, um, we have to go by the regulations of whatever building we're renting. And so to honor and respect that, I just don't think we could gather the way that we wanted to. We laid it down and that's okay. Ultimately, it was kind of one of those things too, where the new direction, even for She is Free, like Irene and I really have a heart 
for wholeness, body, mind, and spirit. I mean, that's kind of been the thing for She is Free. So we're really looking at in this new year, kicking off small retreats in different cities and spaces and doing one days and writing curriculum. Again, our hand was forced Mm. to lay it all down and go. It's almost like I felt like the Holy Spirit said, okay, can I pry this out of your hands now? And I was like, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so it felt like he's going, if I'm going to move this into a new direction, I mean, the irony of the theme for this year, new thing that God's doing a new thing. Yeah. And he's, he's like, do not perceive it. I'm like, apparently not. Cause I keep trying to do the same thing. So sorry about that. God. <laughs> So, so I'll take the rebuke and I'll move forward, but you know, yeah, I'm okay. It's been a roller coaster. Like I'm sure it has for so many others though. <laughs> yeah. But what I hear is surrender and yeah, I want to be under leadership and under the influence of people who are continually surrendering to God, Holy spirit and mm. doing it even when it's really hard. Yeah. As our <laughs> friends will read when your, your book comes out today. Yay. It's complicated releases. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for the opportunity for me allowing to read the book ahead of time with pre-order. That is that was so fun. Have you done that before with any of the other two books or is this new? So no, what we did was, I mean, we have pre-order, but what we have done was we had a launch team. So if you join the launch team, which is like a small group, anywhere from 150 to 300, depending on, they get the digital copy right away and then a copy sent to them. And then we have the small Facebook group. And, um, but that's only for that select amount of people. So yes, we've done that with um, both She Is Free and Faker Follower. Well, you're doing something right because it was awesome. And I felt, it was just really cool to get your hands on a book and then to know that the physical copy is coming to my house and I'm going to reread it again. Aww. It was just, awesome. I love it. <laughs> and honestly, thank you for being a part of the team that gets it out there. I really appreciate it. It is an honor, truly. One of the things that I noticed in real time in 2018, I listened to a conversation that you shared with author and speaker mm-hmm. Annie F. Downs on her podcast. That sounds fun. And one of the main themes within that conversation that was stitched in there was about friendship reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to that. And honestly, when I saw that you were writing a book about friendship, I immediately thought of that. So I re-listened to that interview. And it sounds like that's the organic outline kind of within that interview for friendship. It's complicated. I need to go back and listen. I need to go back and listen to that interview. (laughs) You were so honest. And I remember thinking that in real time when I listened to it. (laughs) Tell me about 2018. Is that where that started? Well, yeah, I think for me, what ended up happening was kind of the the degradation and the breaking down of a few close friendships that I, that really shocked me. One of them being my best friend of 20 plus years, which by the way, I will preface this with, we are completely reconciled and closer than ever before. But we went through a season where we, we giggle because we say we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up, but we, I mean, I've known this woman, her name's Tanya. I've known her longer than I've known my husband. Wow. We went through this stage where what I realized in hindsight, and I do write about it in the new book, um, is that she would actually be the friend, you know, wounds of a friend are the ones that you really want to let into your life. And she would give me little wounds and warnings and say, hey, that person wants something from you. Be careful of that person that's trying to get close to you or this, that, and the other thing. And she would always kind of just try to protect me as a friend who's been there longer than any.
anybody else. And I just continuously ignored her. Mm -hmm. And then I would get hurt in a relationship and then I would come crawling back to her. And it was just this weird cycle until she finally was like, you know what? No, thanks. And then there were a few other things on her end. Anyways, long story short, it was multiple relationships. It was her. It was a couple other relationships as well that were just falling apart around me. And what I realized is I am the common denominator in every relationship I'm in. When I realized that I was the common denominator, I had to stop pointing the finger and go, God, what cycles am I walking in that are unhealthy in relationship and friendship that you need to heal in me? And that's kind of where the journey began. I mean, I reconciled with her. So that's some of the story there. And like I said, we're stronger than ever and have walked through the fire and we're tested in our friendship and brought Jesus right into the middle of it all. I guess you could say, yes, 2018 was kind of the birthplace of this book where all of those things started to fall apart. And the Lord is like, hey, would you let me heal you so you can come to the table as a whole woman who can bring herself to the table as she is? That's kind of where it did begin. And one of the things that you share in the book is that it truly does start with us. Mm -hmm. I think the difference between some of the stories that I'm reading in the book versus mine is that, and to be quite honest, it's like friendships that have had broken pieces. I've either Mm -hmm. ignored it or just continued on even in friendship when it's broken. And you are encouraging us through scripture, multiple examples that you share of that. Mm -hmm. We have to face it ourselves and then move Mm -hmm. into uncomplicating all the other things. Yeah. You kind of step on our toes in a good way in sharing with your team. Do you, is that kind of the same response? It's hard. Listen, I feel like that's kind of my gift. My gift in life is to make people laugh and bring them close and then step on their toes a little bit. So that's the way I feel like I've been wired. Yeah. Some of my team, some of my friends, people close up and even some of the questions that I've got for the different things that I'm going to do with the team. I was thinking about how truly, truly you do have to heal, but then you do have to have the hard conversations. So even when you're saying like, I look back and see that I've been in friendships that I just kind of let things go or whatever, um, that we have to step in, have spoken expectations, put the boundaries down. Like, don't you think that unspoken expectations are the things that um, really break down any relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have these unmet needs and you're looking at this person to meet them for you. That can really be any relationship, but in friendship too. And um, when they don't, then you're angry because they didn't read your mind and it gets weird. You have to really combat that. And the thing also that I am learning and also that it's come on my radar is that we honestly need to treat friendship and again, like the book mm-hmm. is the guide for it, but like treat friendship almost like dating too, that it's it's yeah. that important that we have all of these conversations about what it's like in relationship between male and female. But like, what about like our girlfriends and our guy friends? Like we have to treat it with the equal respect and the amount of attention, right? Yeah, totally. And I think, I think we're in a time too, where after everything that's gone on the last two years and isolation and self-preservation and taking care of our own, it's actually, it's really difficult to re-engage in some ways too. And I think that that's um, something we're all going to have to combat as we step into all that is to come is to intentionally cultivate our friendships and relationships, really discipleship circles, all those different things that God has for us that we've got to step into intentionally. One of the words that you introduce in the book is called the woman wound. And I have to know, did you, why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, just because it's so intense. That's how I start the book. Let's just talk about the woman wound. Chapter one, everyone. People are like, dear God, what, what, what did I buy? <laughs> It's 
it's amazing. And one of the things that I'm, I'm just so impressed with, and I have to know, did, did you originally like, did that, that phrase just come to you? Like, would you mind explaining just a little bit? I definitely don't want to give too much away because I, I want our friends to find it. I, that word, how had no one thought of that before? It is so points exactly to the issue. Yeah. I think for me, what it was is as I was walking on a healing journey, whether that was through just time with God or time with a therapist or time in any prayer session with a friend or just walking through, so talking to my husband about what is wrong with me and why does this keep happening to me? What am I doing here? Um, When I started to unpack those things, it wasn't any father issues that I realized. I was like, it it was actually mother issues. It was the woman wound. I I guess, yeah, it kind of came through W's, like it sounded good, (laughs) woman wound. Oh, the illiterate is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so I think for me, what I realized too, is my mother and I had such a broken relationship. And in my first book, I, I talk a little bit about my relationship with her. I talk about being set free from unforgiveness and that really had to do with my mother. So I feel like there has been steps and stages of healing um, when it comes to the woman wound. And just recently, as I started to unpack from 2018 till now, when I was writing this book, why am I in this cycle? What is this merry-go-round where I am codependent with other women. It's almost like I attracted people who had needs that were unmet and I could be like a mother to them. And then when I was not Jesus or I was not good enough, it would all fall apart. And I realized that this is what happened with my mother when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to the story and my mom, you'll have to, you'll have to get the book to, to read it. There was this breaking point of healing where my mom said, you can write about whatever you want. She gave me permission to really go there on our relationship, uh, which does show that there's a lot of healing and a lot of Jesus in the middle of it all. What I realized was from a young age, I was my mom's emotional mother. So from the time I was little, and I'm one of those people that has a really, I remember everything. You know, some people forget stuff. I unfortunately remember everything from the time I was tiny. I remember her just telling me stuff and me carrying burdens for her that I just was too young and immature to carry. It wasn't my role. I, I needed to be the daughter and I needed her to be the mother. It took a year's to heal that. And even as an adult, I would be like, I just need you to be my mom right now. And she was like, oh, okay. Like we had to learn how to reintegrate into a mother-daughter relationship. And now she is a friend too, because it's appropriate. (laughs) But at that time, what I realized is I brought that into adulthood where I would unhealthily carry other people's issues. I would let them blame me. I would let them let me carry their stuff. But what I realized is no, I need a boundary where there are some things that your issues are your issues. They're not for me to fix. They're not for me to carry and vice versa, but I will walk with you. (laughs) I will work with you. I have had to learn that and heal from that. So the woman wound goes deep in a lot of different ways. And I kind of try to address all of those types of mothers uh, you may have had. And it's not about um, blaming your mom either because we're adults now. We've got to take responsibility for our own healing, forgive and move forward and let go if we need to, even if there is no physical reconciliation with your mother or different women in your world. It doesn't have to be your mom. It can be sisters, mentors, teachers. It can be anyone. So we've got to pay attention to that, not just the father issues that a lot of you know people have. We've got to pay attention to some of the mother issues we have too. And I know now because I am a mother of four, <laughs> like praying for my kids. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> One of the things that I love most about the book is that it starts with a woman wound, but it doesn't stay there. Like that's an important part. But yeah. the transition at the end is spiritual midwives. Yeah. And I was thinking about that this morning and I feel like in a sense, and you can correct me because you are the author, but I was thinking about that and I was like, I wonder if there's a deeper message that the Lord wants to talk about of like letting go. You've went through this journey of learning and now it's time for you to go 
do life, like to be birthed into a new kind of daughter, new kind of sister that is unafraid to do the hard work and the follow-up. And see, this is what I love is hearing from those who have read the book too, because I love that that is the progression that you see. I love that you saw that because a lot of times the way that even when um, a book will start inside of me, Mm -hmm. it sounds really weird, but like God gives me the names of every chapter in order. It's weird. And so like, it's almost like he shows me, here's the pathway we're going to go on. And so the fact that it started with the woman wound and ended with birthing the dreams of others is where we get to a place where we're not so insular anymore. We're not just looking at ourselves. It's not just about our wounds. It's not just about our pain. We actually get to a place where we are so free and who we are that we love our identity. We love who God made us. We're healed and whole that we get excited about birthing the dream of somebody else because it does not take away from our part that we play in the body of Christ. I think that that, you know, is the progression, but I also love what you see too. I think that's really beautiful. Well, I just want to honor your transparency and want to honor the relationships and the hard work. Like you can see through the text that it has been a lot of grit, a lot of tears, and it encourages me to know that I'm not alone and that it's worth it. Like it's in the end that it's worth it because that's what Jesus modeled for us. So I want to thank you for that. When our friends have this book in their hand and they've read it and they're ready to follow up (laughs) and do the hard work, like what is your prayer for them? My prayer is that we will not live a life that is all about ourselves. Yeah. That we'll realize that, you know, Jesus is for us. He's for our healing. It is about relationship to him, but it's about relationship to one another. And that we don't forget that part and that there genuinely is purpose in that. I think for me, what I realized, I know it's very like wordy, the um, subtitle, because it's avoid the drama, create authentic connection and fulfill your purpose together. But what I realized is, is when you do that, when you actually avoid the drama in your own head and heart, the stuff you create in your you know, thought cycles and the drama that's around you by creating boundaries. And when you intentionally start to create connection with other people, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, I talk about circles and just a handful of people is fine. You know what I mean? We, that was so practical, by the way. I cannot wait for our friends to check that out. That was so good. Yeah. The circles chapter is probably one of my favorite ones because it's very biblically based on Jesus. So, you know, yes. I didn't make that up. I just saw his life and went, oh, I think we should do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I even feel like some of the stuff you could share would so needs to be in like workspaces. Like I hope that like beyond small group. I mean, I just, anyway, I'm, I know I'm interviewing you. I did not mean to insert myself, but no, I appreciate it. (laughs) I hope that it exceeds beyond small groups and goes to places that it like thought of, you know, (laughs) listen, I will receive that prayer. I, I hope that too. And, but that is the point, right? So then when you, when you do that, when you have healthy connection, whether that is in the workplace or that is with a friend or is, you know, in any place you end up fulfilling your purpose and not just, it's not about you. It's about together. It's about the great commission. I think if we're not careful, we have, you know, uh, the generations, it's not just one generation, the generations alive today are so focused on my dream, my purpose that we forget that it's a together purpose. We forget that we are actually all called within the church to fulfill the great commission and that we're a body. First Corinthians chapter 12, that has many different parts and we are very diverse and different, but we need to play our role 
And so that's my hope is that people will heal enough to get to a place where they will birth the dreams of others and do it because it means that it fulfills the great commission together. Yeah, absolutely. I am so thankful for the hard work that you're doing in New York and it's spilling over. Look, I'm in Pensacola, Florida, and I know that we share some mutual friends from down here. Yes. Look at what God can do when we're willing and you're just one example of it. So I'm so appreciative for all you and Paul do. I mean, the spillover is real, friend. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> Still with you comes from Psalms 139.18, which I noticed the entire Psalms 139.18 made the book. I was so excited. I can't stop. I love that chapter. The closing question we always ask our friends, so you can answer this however you want. Andy, I was wondering, where is God still with you? Gosh, where is God still? I mean, in everything. (laughs) Even I think today I, you know, I dropped my kids off at school. And um, even as I was walking with my coffee, like it's just that sacred nature of holding my son's hand until he won't let me hold it anymore, dropping him off and letting him go through the gate. He was so funny. Everyone's wearing their masks and he just never put his on. I'm like, okay, well, you do your thing, son. He eventually got told to put it on, but he was making me laugh because he loves talk. Yes, He's like a chatterbox (laughs) and he forgot. But um, I think it's in that. It's grabbing my dog and going on a walk and my friend who just lost their mom, you know, saying... I'll pray for you while I walk my dog and just being aware of the presence of God in the mundane while I put the laundry in the washing machine. And, you know, I know that sounds wild, but I'm trying to get better at, it's not just in my quiet time when I sit there, but he is in every breath and every moment. And um, I couldn't be more grateful. (laughs) Thank you so much for making time for this. And thank you so much for writing Friendship. It's complicated. You had me since Paul prison to the palace in your first book. Oh Oh my gosh. I mean, I want them to read the new book, but they need to go back because that chapter absolutely wrecked me and literally changed my life. And so it's no wonder that God keeps asking you to keep doing what you're doing. And I, um, I just greatly appreciate it. I hope you come back if you have the time or whenever you want to. We would love to hear if you never. And hopefully, Thank you. hopefully I will get to meet you in person sometime. We're just praying into whatever she is free has. <laughs> yes. We will. Knowing that Kristen Lipscomb is down in Pensacola and we're really good friends, we may do something down near you. You never know. (laughs) That would be great. Well, again, thank you so much for making time for this. And I'm just going to go forth in prayer for everything this book holds. Awesome. Thank you. My paper copy of Friendship It's Complicated arrives at approximately 3 p.m. around that time this afternoon, and I am so excited to go back to the book and reread it again. Books are such a good guide to help us get a conversation started. And to be honest, when I opened Friendship It's Complicated, I thought it was kind of unnecessary. I was, okay, God, like, what do you have to work on me in this area of my life? And I have so much that I need to work on that I didn't even know. Hold me to it. It's hard work, but I'm encouraged by Andy, and I hope that you join me as we grow closer to God by studying scripture and then putting it to practice. So if you have not yet ordered Friendship It's Complicated, add to cart, run to your local bookstore, get this book in your hand, because I do believe that it is going to change the world. One individual at a time has the ability to influence a network of people. 
And I'm so ready to hear the glory stories that come after reading this book. If you would like to connect with Andy, you can visit her website, andyandrew.com, or you can follow her on social media. Her handle is Andy Andrew. It would be so kind if you could send her a short message thanking her for coming on Still With You. Also, if you need to reach me, you can find me on social media as well. My handle is Coley Browning, or you can visit my website, coleybrowning.com. I would absolutely love to connect with you, pray for you, encourage you in any way that I can. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Before we go, I want to thank our amazing artist featured on season four of Still With You. You're listening to Gabrielle Grace. This is her song, We'll Be All Right, from her latest EP. If you would like to listen to her music, you can find more information at gabriellegracemusic.net. We're always so thankful for her sharing her art with us. It has been the best anthem this year. And until next week, I hope that you carry this with you along with knowing that God never leaves you nor forsakes you. Be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that He is still with you. you.